Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast, where we show up with no form, no structure, and total irreverence. My name is Sarah Grandinetti, your host, and today I am with the beautiful, wonderful, live from Mexico City, Ninfa Sanchez. Thank you for being here, beauty. Hello, hello. Live from Mexico City. I love it. <laughs> um, so a little bit about Nymphus. Um, I'm going to read this thing, this uh little blurb from her access consciousness profile where she is a certified facilitator. Yeah. Yes. Cool. So my name is Ninfis. A few years ago, I found myself with, with my checklist almost complete and far from getting excited or feeling good. I realized that I was living a life that I didn't like. I was following other people's advice or ways of life that had nothing to do with me and that I didn't really like. That's when I started to create my own life, to discover what I really liked and how I wanted to live my life. Without a doubt, the Access Consciousness tools showed me that everything was possible and that it was just a matter of me choosing it. I would love to accompany you to discover the infinite possibilities that are available to you and create the life you desire so much and that is indeed possible to obtain. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> Hello, you're welcome. Um, so I would love to dive right in to what it looks like. Cause you say right here, um, that it was just a matter of me choosing it. And, um, so what does that mean? And what, like <laughs> the million dollar question, what is choice Nymphis? <laughs> uh, like, well, let me set that up a little bit because I know that there are, millions of people on this planet that like are desiring something different, but they keep choosing the same thing every day. Like, like I want a different job, but I keep going to this old one, never choosing to look for another one. You know, like there we're, we're um, creatures of habit and monotony while seeking adventure, like wishing we had the adventurous life or whatever. And what access consciousness invites us to is choice. And so what do you know about choice and how has it, um, you know, shown up to change things for you? I learned about choice, uh, let's say on the hard way. I mean, it wasn't when you hear about people choosing, you always uh, think that it's like so easy and everybody has fun and there's going to be rainbows and flowers and butterflies. And it's like <laughs> sometimes it's not like that. I mean, for me, choice is when when I mean when I'm saying that uh, I learned it the hard way, it's because I got to a point in my life where everything did not work. I was not happy. Uh, I was I was trying to climb up this um, corporate ladder and I got fed up about it and it didn't work and everything and everywhere I looked at, I didn't like it. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't think I was depressed. I wasn't suicidal. I mean, it's not like I had this big change of events in my life. I just didn't like my life. Mm. So, so then it was for me, well, what am I going to do? Because I'm, I think at the time I was like 35 or something. 
I'm like, I'm young. I have the house. I have the corporate job. I'm making good money. I have the dog. You know, not really sure about the relationship thing right now, but I have everything else on my checklist. Why am I not happy? Hmm. So, so then it's, I said, okay, if I can't get out of this situation, because I saw it like that, I saw it as something truly impossible to change. But what got into my mind was, if I'm staying here, and this is what I have right now, I'm going to make the best of it. Mm -hmm. So then how am I going to change that? Because if I'm in, in, I loved my job, part of it, but there were certain factors that, you know, change is irrelevant. You've got new managers, new coworkers, new clients, and I couldn't control that. So if I couldn't change them, then what did I need it to change to make things easy for me? Mm -hmm. so that's when I really started looking for something different. So it, at a point, it was like if I was held be, um, against a wall, and it's like, what am I going to do? You know, am I going to be miserable <laughs> for the mm -hmm. rest of my life until I retire in this company? Or am I going to choose something different? You know, mm. can you talk a little bit about um, what it looks like? I, I just saw this picture of like, someone gifting you something like maybe in this analogy, it's, it's, it's a giant house on a ton of property in the middle of nowhere. You know, some people like there are people who just love the silence, right? So they're like, here's this amazing gift. I, I, you know, had great use of this house. Here you go. And they hand it to you. But like, you would actually be in the, like to be in the city, but everybody else is projecting that that house is the greatest gift you could ever receive. It's so, and, and, what I, I guess what I'm the picture I'm painting is when we live a life that is great for someone else, but it's not necessarily great for us. It doesn't matter what you, what color you paint the walls. It doesn't matter what furniture you buy for that house. If that is not the house that you were asking for, you know, you will always have this thing in your world of like, well, what if I was living life or what if I was in this analogy, building the mansion of my dreams in the place I would like to have it. Right. So what does it look like to start to become aware? Like what questions or tools did you ask to get you to go, oh, I'm, I'm aware I've been creating this life that other people think I should have, or that makes it successful or whatever that is. How, how do we get people to that awareness? What do you know? I was always judging myself because I didn't like it. You know, it's like I got the awards, I got the money, you know, you had everything in like this house, right? This beautiful, I don't know, a thousand acres of land <laughs> in a beautiful green mountain. And all you really wanted is to like live in a skyscraper, right? It doesn't make sense to most people. So when I started looking at the life that I had, it didn't make sense for other people. So anybody that I went to get advice from, they were like, well, you need a routine. Well, you need to uh, level up. Well, like, what if you specialize in this area? Nobody asked me a question of what I really enjoyed. Not even what I liked. Nobody asked me of what I really enjoyed. So what I started doing is I, I was very focused on what I was spending my time on. And I noticed that I was spending more and more time doing other stuff that had nothing to do with my current life. I started doing uh, more makeup. I started traveling more. Uh, and those moments were like, gave me that, you know, like breath of fresh air. And, and when I started looking at, 
at this moment where what do I really want? It was, I want those moments where I feel ah, at ease, where I can actually breathe. So I started doing like a little bit more of that, a little bit more of that. But then of course your brain goes to, well, yeah, but that's your hobby. That's not your life. <laughs> you know, that's not, that doesn't make any sense. And it didn't make any sense to me. So I thought like, okay, if I, if I have this work environment that I cannot change because it involves other people, how can I bring like those little, you know, glimpses of fresh air <laughs> into my day to day and it started with something really stupid i started um i started listening more to music i always had like my my headphones on and when i worked for example with an excel spreadsheet i would just do colors i would paint it like a rainbow i would leave away that corporate crap and, and my excel sheets you know were a rainbow and that didn't make sense to anybody but it made me happy yeah so you, you that is not stupid. That is the <laughs> my mo one of my most favorite things I ever said on this podcast. And I think we're like, we're over 50 episodes, maybe like 60 or 70. I don't know. But something like that is amazing. Because the thing that you just pointed out was those those glimpses of fresh air that you're calling it is like your being, right? Yeah. Like your being. And how do you what you just showed us is that you can acknowledge when you're getting to be even if they're like, for 30 seconds, right? And how do you ex like extend that out and have it be your life? And if it's changing the colors of a fucking spreadsheet, start there. So many people think they have to leap off the cliff in order to have themselves, but you just showed us so simply, music, spreadsheets being colorful, like that's inviting more of the you into your daily life. And I fucking love it. And I'm in love <laughs> with you now. And we're gonna, we're gonna run off into the sunset on, horses or something. I don't know. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Like it, like it. Yeah. So, so it started <laughs> that way, you know, it started that way. And, and then another thing that I started doing is that I changed my coffee mug. Yes. It's something super yes. simple, but if you're working in an office for more than eight hours a day, you have to have this environment that it's your little space of yeah. and magic. So I changed my coffee mug and I, there's a brand in the U S that's called uh, life is good. Uh-huh. And 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 mine said good karma. And it had a tree with hearts and it, and it just made me happy. Yeah. So then when I grabbed my my coffee, it wasn't like, oh, I need caffeine in order to survive to this day. It's like it made me happy to do my, you know, to to uh get my cup of coffee. And then I started to uh buy like shiny markers and shiny pens and glitter and stuff. And then it's like there were my coworkers used to say like, are you like seven or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're on like this path to be like a sales director and you're talking about colors. It's like, what the heck, you know, that yeah. <laughs> it made me happy. So then when I, you know, I had to deal with a lot of customers. So then when I started going to visit them, I was happy. I, I had a great v, uh, um, VIP uh, uh, sales director or a VP, sorry, not a VIP. And he, he, was, he was from London and you could see him all, you know, like this corporate face and everything. But I always had like a special click with him and I didn't know why. And the first time that I saw him in a casual event, he was all tattoos oh. all everywhere. 
Uh And and he was always like, well, what do you want to do? You know, like, how can we create this environment where you're happy? And then suddenly I got this idea that I'm going to I'm going to dye my hair pink. Yes, I'm going to dye my hair pink. And he was like, yeah, dye your hair pink. (laughs) You know, so imagine me in this corporate suit, you know, all black. And then suddenly you see my big curly pink hair and turn blue and then it turned purple and then it turned green. And then nobody said anything about it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like nobody was was talking about Nymphis has (laughs) rainbow hair. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh, she's crazy and she's doing her thing. Yeah. And 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 that started giving me like this joy of actually being alive. Those little things. And it doesn't come all in one package. You know, it's something that you start discovering for yourself little by little. So for me, it was adding, literally adding more color to my life. And then how that started to project differently, you know? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, so a uh, note to reader, well, in this case, it would be listener. Um, what color can you add to your life, like figuratively and literally, that would start to change the perspective you have of your life? Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. So my sweet, can you tell me about this used book you bought that changed the trajectory as well? <laughs> yeah, so I I had taken a bars class, uh, which one of my friends here in my hometown was a host for. And I just went to the class because I had the money and because she was very annoying and wanted people <laughs> to go to the class. Um, so I went, didn't actually change my life, honestly. Uh, but it, there was still like this curiosity of what access consciousness was, but I, but being very mental, I had, I didn't understand this whole asking questions and using the tools. I was like, what tools, you know, like where's mm-hmm. the instructive, like, what yeah. are the, what are the steps, you know? Um, so then I remembered that in your, at the end of your bars manual, if you ever take a class, there are some notes there that gives you uh, more information. And one of the things that I found was uh, Dr. Dane here's um, website, I think it was. And he mentioned all over the place about this book being you. And I was like, hmm, I wasn't willing to spend $25 on a book. Mm -hmm. I was, I was not willing to do that. So I started, I started. But that's not because you didn't have the money, right? Uh, No. Oh, no, no. no. Okay. I just want to make that clear. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I always, I always had money. Yeah. I just wasn't, you know, I had my interest in what I was going to spend it on. And a book was not a high, you know, (laughs) something of importance. I would rather buy a lipstick instead Mm -hmm. of a book. So, so. My girl. (laughs) Yeah. So long story short, I, I'm like, if I'm going to invest in this book, I want to know, like, What's it about? Like, can I get some more information before I make the commitment of buying a book? So I started uh, to watch uh, Dr. Dane's tour on consciousness in YouTube. If you haven't been there, there's like a gazillion videos about everything. Yeah. And I put, and I did myself like my own playlist. And he always at at a certain point says something about being you. And then I have this book, and I'm like, okay. So I went onto eBay. And I went into the used book sections and I bought the book. I think it was like $4.95 or something. I'm like, okay, I can commit to $4.95 plus shipping. And <laughs> and uh, 
And when I started reading the book, it was not a textbook, it was a conversation. Mm. And for me, it was this person actually having a conversation from me and letting me know that everything that I had chosen, everything that I had done, everything that I had thought that I should do, and I wasn't wrong. Mm. And it and it's like, well, what do you want now? You know? And and I read the book like over and over and over again. At some point I lent the book and uh, it got it was in really bad shape, so it, it wasn't usable anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then I actually invested in a new book. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those books that it's not a textbook. It's not it's not some it's not a dictionary or anything. It's just one of those books that when you open it, it's it's a friend having, let's say, words of advice for you for mm-hmm. that day or anything yeah. that you need to listen to. Yeah. yeah. I have mine sitting right here or one of mine. And it's one of those, it's, it's, I often use it. Did you ever, did you grow up with the magic eight ball where you shake it and yes. it gives you the answer? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I use it kind of in the same way where I'm like, um, huh, I wonder, you know, what would contribute to this situation? And I just open a page and we'll read a paragraph. And I'm like, that's exactly what I required to hear today. Thank you so much. Little book. Um, it's called being you change in the world is now the time by Dr. Dane here. You can get it. Um, drdanehere.com being you change in the world.com all of like it's all over or you can get it on ebay in the used section yeah. <laughs> you can get it on an audible um it's everywhere um so nimbus where are we now so like so you did the bars class and then you got a used book and this guy was having a conversation with you and then i think there's like a, a covid timeline what happened next so then oh the timeline so after the book, I started, I started doing more access. It's, uh, I went, I think it was a couple of months after maybe three or four months where I suddenly magically took my first foundation class. And I was like, wow. And like three months later, I took COP, which is another, oh no, now it's CFP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a more, for people who are new to this podcast and don't know anything about access, it's just more classes basically more subjects that you would like to explore so i was going on that path and i was really happy with it and i did access put it more into my life into my business and all that and then COVID came and i was working in a in a global company and my area of expertise was sales with clients with actual living clients that flew planes and with COVID, nobody was doing that you couldn't mm-hmm. find your clients you weren't traveling you couldn't do anything so i was working from home most of the time and then we had a massive layoff we had like about 300 employees of my division laid off and i was the happiest of those employees being laid off because mm-hmm. i was i was like this is awesome it's like now i can do whatever i want what do I want to do? I have no idea. And and what happened was that I was already uh, working in some areas of access and I was a bars facilitator. And I'm like, okay, well, I have tools, you know, like I could do, I could do this. And then all of a sudden it was, um, I went to Mexico City to a class and I was like, oh, I so want to live here. Like, I love this city. I would, I'm from a small town um, in the border uh, with Mexico and the U.S. and the north part of Mexico, and it's a million uh, habitants. 
Mexico City, it's like about 30 million people live in there. Wow. <laughs> so you can see the change. And, and I was thinking about it and it was, well, maybe I should just go and live there for like six months. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, maybe I'll just go there and live there for a year. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, why am I like, what's this thing that's holding me back? I don't have a job. I'm not married. I don't have kids. Um, I have a dog, which can stay with my mom. Um, so I said, fuck it. And I sold my house and I rented an apartment in Mexico City at a very cheap price where the area is at. And I just moved there. And it's like, what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm going to live in Mexico City. It's like, <laughs> I don't I don't have a plan. I mean, I have this I have this stuff that I'm creating currently, but I don't have a plan. And everybody like my friends and, and, and my family were like, but you're trying this for a year, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so so it was it do, it did not compute with with people's realities. Like you have a house. It's like, you know how many people want to own a house? Like, why are you selling your house? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm selling my house because I'm not coming back. And they're like, mm-hmm. you're not sure you're not even sure about what you're going to do in Mexico City. I'm like, I know, but I know that I don't want this anymore. Yeah. I want something different. Yeah. You know? So fast forward, I live in Mexico City. Um, I'm a certified facilitator, which I was not when I first moved to Mexico City. And I give my classes and I invest in other businesses in Mexico City and life is good. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what would you say, as I th- you said something, um, and I can't remember exact words, so tell me, because I heard my own voice in mm-hmm. my head when you said it, like, oh, about the first time you took a bars class and you were like, where's the checklist? Like, where's the how-to? And I remember, like, that was the same way for me, and it, I wasn't as fast of a mover as you. It took me 15 years. <laughs> like, I was like well, what, what, like, how, how do I go take this and then go do something with it? Like I couldn't cognitize it with my, you know, mental masturbation, my thinking mind. Um, so what was it that had you start to like, uh, use the tools? Not what was it? I don't know how, how I want to put it. What was your favorite tool? I guess is what I'm trying to get to. Like, how did you, what did you start to implement in your daily life that had you go, like, I love the, I love the invitation you were for changing and adding the colors and the more of you. Um, what can we talk about that is like, like any tools that are in your toolbox even to this day from back then? So what, what, uh, what the bars class teaches you is that you learn how to run bars. You learn how to put your hands on somebody's head and then touch those points and you're running bars when mm-hmm. you do that. And then you have this other manual that has different tools. I was looking more for an instructive, you know, mm-hmm. like steps one to 10 or something like that. So I thought that I could, I did not know how to run bars. I thought that I was terrible at it, that my fingers were never in the position that they were supposed to be. So I was like, okay, I can't do that because I'm not good at it, but I'm good following instructions. So what do I do with this manual? Like, how do I make it work? Yeah. And, and there's a part in the manual where, where it says, like, what else is possible and how does it get any better than this? 
And in my manual, I used to say something like, use this for everything, mm -hmm. for everything. And I'm like, everything? Like, everything could be my job. Everything can, could be when I'm at the supermarket. Everything could be, like, everything is everything. So I just started playing with those two tools. Like, what else is possible? And then I would add, uh, what else is possible with my Excel spreadsheet today? Or what else is possible with my upcoming trip? What else is possible with this class that I want to take? And since I didn't understand it cognitively, I didn't have like that expectation of what it was going to create. Mm. So I would even put it at the end of my emails. Like, so cool. hey, here is your quote. I hope, you know, like, please review it, blah, blah, blah. And what else is possible? What else is possible? Um, thank you very much. Blah, blah. I would, if I had a conflict with somebody, you know, it's like, oh, I would m verbally mention, oh, yeah. So then what else is possible? So things don't show up in a certain way as you expect them <laughs> to happen. <laughs> uh, but that's part of the magic. So yeah. if you're curious enough of how things can change and you have no idea how they're going to change, you just let them be. Just yeah. let them be, you know, just let them be. And then something happens uh, or something shows up or something changes. And what I would do was like, oh, cool, this might have, you know, happened because I used the tools. And then I was like, okay, so what am I going to do with it? Do I like it? Do I don't like it? Do I want something better? And then I would ask the question again, like, okay, hey, this is awesome. What else is possible? Just like that. I was reading the manual following instructions per se, you know, mm -hmm. and, and just like, hoping for for something what yeah. i don't know but i just kept on using it that's so cool that's so cool and that one question those two questions what else is possible and how does it get any better than this are truly life-changing but so many of us myself included we're like that's too easy i don't know like how can you just asking that question everywhere going to change anything but it truly does open up space of where you're like limiting things from showing up because you're in so much conclusion of how it has to show up or that you've already got it right or insert, insert, insert. So I love that invitation and I love how simply and eloquently you put that. So thank you so much for being so, so clear. And I, I'm really grateful right now. Um, <laughs> so uh, as we round up here, I ask everybody on the podcast the same question. I'm going to ask you. Our show is called The Power of Being You Podcast. If you were to write the show's description, what would you say the power of being you is? Oh, that's a good one. The power of being you is undefined. Hmm. There is no instruction manual. There's no correct description. There is nothing. The power of being you has to do with what would you like? What would you like to explore? What would you like to see? You are the creator of anything that you would like in your life. You're this, yeah, you're this director of anything that can appear. So you get to choose. You get to choose and experiment what that power is, what that being you really is. Not based on a definition, not based on what anybody else says, but on your own exploration. Mm. So awesome. 
Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you for the beauty you be in the world. Um, if our if our listeners want to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Cool. I'm on Instagram. You can find me as Nymphis N I N F I S. <laughs> I'm the only one, so you won't have any trouble <laughs> finding me. But you can find me on Instagram as Nymphis underscore Sanchez, or you can visit my website as nymphis.com. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I'll see the rest of you on the next episode of The Power of Being You. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to The Power of Being You podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about being you or to learn more about the amazing tools of access consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?